Hello and welcome to day 14 of our Together We Go podcast. Um, This is the second take uh, of the recording because I don't know what is going on, but outside my house uh, I could see several helicopters and aeroplanes and and also sorts flying over and just filling up the uh yeah filling up with noise and so i don't know if it could pick it up on the microphone but i just thought let me start that again um and i just knocked the microphone over with my hand which is all fun uh so before i pray to begin i just wanted to share something with with everyone and uh so tonight so uh which is i guess uh yeah day before when you'll be listening to this if you're uh, keeping up with it or maybe it's a different day anyway today we got to pray with a lady in our church family who um, has terminal cancer and so she's just come off two years of non-stop chemotherapy because it wasn't uh, reducing or, or making any difference and it was just just affecting her her overall well-being and so She's now in the hands of God in terms of how long she has to live. The doctors have given her a fixed amount of a kind of estimated fixed amount of life left on this earth. But we know that um, that God is a healer and also uh, that it is God who is going to determine when she goes home uh, to be with the father. But as we were praying, um, I was reminded of something and, you know, we were all there praying about praying uh you know for god's healing over her praying for her family and other things that we're believing for in her life and and to extend the days to to bless her with long life and many days ahead that she may live to glorify god ongoing here on this earth and and all of that and in the midst of that i just had this sudden realization that really there is nothing different between this lady and us the only difference is is that she's very aware of the limited time that she has on this earth whereas we're the same we just don't live aware of it we live sometimes as though we're going to be here forever and so whenever death occurs around us even in the elderly members of our family beyond the natural grieving and mourning and sadness there is a sudden shock of god how could this happen how how could death happen but we all know that that's that's a guaranteed thing it for us it isn't death that comes to the end it's it's a, a, a an end of our existence on this earth but it's the beginning of of being in heaven with god being in his presence wholeheartedly um and so i just want to pray this morning or this afternoon this evening whenever you're joining us to live with an awareness that every day is a gift now this lady a good friend of mine she is very aware every day she's just thanking god god i thank you for another day i thank you for another day not knowing whether there will be another day but regardless of health and medical conditions let's live remembering that actually every day is a gift from god there are a lot of people who didn't wake up from their sleep around the world regardless of age there are a lot of people who thought they would be here with us on this day who aren't and so if you're able to hear this today wherever you may be whatever you may be facing i want you to know that god has given you breath in your lungs and today may be hard you may be feeling low things may be overwhelming in life or things may be great but regardless of whatever the external circumstances may be i just want to encourage you if god has given you breath to live another day he has also equipped you for this day so be encouraged in that 
that every day let's appreciate and thank God for the day, but also thank God that if he has awoken us to this day, then no matter how hard it may be, it is a day that he has given us, not as a punishment, even though life may be hard on this earth, it's a gift of God. And so, Father, I thank you. Would you help us to remember that no days, no days are guaranteed here on this earth for us. That for every single one of us, just as sure as we were born and birthed into this world, we will have an end to our time on this earth. And so will everyone around us. Lord, I thank you that we don't live dreading that day, but help us to live grateful for each day. Help us to be reminded that today you have woken us up. And we may have struggles today, real hard life debilitating struggles for some of us, but it doesn't take away from the fact that you have given us, gifted us another day. Today's a gift, my friends. So Father, help us to live today unwrapping the gift that you have given us. And I thank you, Father, that if you have allowed us to live another day, then your grace is sufficient for today. You have made your grace and your spirit available for us to live today in all of its fullness, abundant life you have promised us. So Father, I thank you today is a good day not because of anything other than the fact that you have given us this day to live. And so it's a good day to be in your house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. So we're going to look at Philippians 3 and we're going to finish the chapter today. I was reading from the Amplified version yesterday, but uh, I'll be going back to the English Standard Version, ESV. So we're going to read chapter 3, 17 to the rest of chapter 21. So it says, brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the examples you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and how and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Amen. Wow. So Paul here is repeating a phrase that he uses in another part of one of his letters where he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And it's very much uh, something that Paul has said a number of times throughout the New Testament where he says, actually, join in me in in me imitating Christ as I live for him. Come. And he's not saying just simply copy me, but he's saying actually be inspired by how I am able to live this life. And you know Paul is very aware of his faults and mistakes. He even said just yesterday in the verses above where he says, I'm not perfect. I know my weaknesses. I know I haven't become completely Christ-like as I would like to be. And I know as, as God has made me to be and called, called me and made it available for me to be. But so Paul's very self-aware in terms of his mistakes and weaknesses, yet he doesn't stop from encouraging others to be inspired and encouraged to, to live as he is living because he's saying, you know what, it's not about my weaknesses, but, so it's not an egotistical thing when Paul says this, he's saying, however, I am here to encourage you. And so we are called to be inspired by those around us who are walking 
in the way of God. But again, he goes on not just saying, imitate me, but he says, also keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. So Paul's recognizing that it's not just him who is living for God, that that those, uh, those the people in Philippi, the church, should be inspired by, but there are others. And in this, I just want to point out something, is that often we can be inspired by what people do. So we see someone doing something and we go, oh, I'm inspired. I want to do that. So we almost want to imitate what they're doing rather than the why they're doing it. So as an example, if you see someone who is an incredible worshipper and they are releasing albums and it's impacting people's lives all around the world, we go, man, I wish I could do that. But what we can be inspired by isn't what they produce but we can be inspired by their commitment to what God has called them to so we can be inspired by the values and the principles of their lives rather than the every the every single step of it so it's not I'm inspired by the album he produced or I also want to produce an album it's simply I'm inspired by the fact that he is living true to his calling so I also want to live true to my calling I love the fact that he is living obedient to God so I want to live obedient to God so let us be inspired not by the external production of what we do, but by, <coughs> excuse me, but by their obedience to God. And so Paul is saying, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Find people around you who are living the way of God, not just preaching and not just those who say, do as I say, but not as I do, but who is actually grappling and wrestling to not fit into the ways of this world, but holding steadfastly onto God's truth and living that out every single day. Though they make make mistakes, but don't put them on a pedestal, but surround yourself, surround ourselves, let's surround ourselves with people. Let's search those out who encourage us in our faith, who remind us of what Christ did for us and that we are called to live a life of dedication, of devotion, of of denying our natural desires in order to fulfil God's desires in our hearts. It goes on to say, for many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears. Paul doesn't talk a lot about, he doesn't even say that he cried when he was imprisoned. It says he actually rejoiced and sung hymns. So when he talks about the fact that he is talking, he's telling them with tears, he's saying, this really hurts my heart. This really brings sadness to my soul because there are people who are walking as enemies of the cross. And what they do is this. They are not simply non-Christians, but he's talking about those who have mistaken the gospel because it's talking about the enemies of the cross. It's those who take the gospel as a free, cheap piece of news and they receive salvation, but they think that that means they can do whatever they want with their life when actually Jesus says we have to give our lives to him. We die to ourselves. Our life is no longer our own. We we sacrifice our lives in order to take on the life of Christ that is now at work in us. And it says their end is destruction because to what's it mean to be walking as enemies of the cross of Christ? It means this, their God is their belly. They're satisfying their their natural, emotional, their physical and their, their mind desires, but not living for God 
they're spending all of their time saying, I, my belly, I want to satisfy my belly. I want to eat what I want. I want to do what I want. I want to be what I want to be. It's all about me, 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 me. And they, their desires are their God. You know, sometimes our dreams can become our gods to the point where we we forget that that it's it, that we forget that it's about glorifying God. It's about being obedient to what He has called us to. And so, whatever it may be, if our satisfaction isn't about being satisfied in God alone, then that is what living as enemies of the cross is. Because cross of Christ calls us to lay down our lives to carry the cross and to follow the way of Jesus Christ and the glory in their shame which basically means that they are are celebrating what really they should be ashamed of you see if you're if you're celebrating your sin and saying well you know grace of god i can live how i want and it doesn't really matter then there's no repentance they're glorying in their shame they're finding pleasures in the fact that they are not living as Christ calls them to. Wow. And their minds are set on earthly things. So what does it mean? So the example that we have in Paul in walking with God and having his eyes fixed on God and living to glorify God and living with an obsession of God at the centre of all things. That contrasted with those who take the gospel as a cheap grace which is well jesus died for me and he loves me so i can do whatever i want with my life well actually it's not our life anymore is it it's the life of god in us it's it's now our life surrendered to god because of the love of the father because we know that our lives are better in the hands of god than it is in the hands of man in the hands of my man man our life ends in destruction in the hands of god our end is eternal eternal uh, eternal relationship with god it's being in the presence of a loving father forevermore so what does it mean to be enemies of the cross it means that that we're satisfying simply our natural desires what our mind wants mind titillation what our what our physical body wants so we're satisfying our emotional our physical and our soulish needs but not what the spirit is yearning for which is god himself and they glory in their shame they don't there's no repentance it's almost like well you know everyone makes mistakes and it's fine there's no grieving that that what we have our some of our actions and words may not be what what glorifies god what brings joy into the father's heart and so rather than repenting we go ah it's okay you know it just happens doesn't it and mindset on earthly things simply living for how we can make our lives on this earth successful, comfortable and enjoyable. But nothing about the fact that we belong in heaven. We are citizens of heaven, which means we live not according to the ways of this world, but we live according to the ways of kingdom, the kingdom of God. Wow. This is challenging, guys. This is really, really challenging. Do we live to satisfy our own desires, our own bellies, our own natural ways of this to make our life on this earth successful and easy and comfortable? But what about God? What about the life of God in us? What about living for him, devoting our lives to him, all things for him, in him and through him? 
That's the true gospel. The last bit that really sticks out here is this. God, Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. I just want to encourage us with this. Perhaps there are things in our lives that seem out of control. Things that we just cannot uh, control ourselves. Things that seem to be overpowering us from living a life that, that, des- that, that we desire to deep down, to live for God, to live a life that, that honours him, to live a life that truly loves him and loves people and, and this incredible abundant life that God has for us. But there may be things that are overpowering that are making it difficult. Well, friends, here's the good news of Jesus Christ. It says there is a power that Jesus Christ has, that enables him to subject all things to himself, which means, uh, in other translations, it says subdue, which means that Jesus is able to be king over everything in our lives. So when we come and bring ourselves under the lordship of God, we are also bringing the attack of the enemy. We're also bringing everything that is hard we're also bringing our mental health we're also bringing the attack of people we're also bringing the words spoken over us we're also bringing addiction we're also bringing anxiety we're also bringing every brokenness and pain from the past we're also bringing our habits and everything that goes against God's desires for us because it may not come under subject to us we may not be able to subdue it but Jesus Christ can And so when we bring our whole life before him and surrender it to him, we're bringing our good, bad and the ugly. And he lifts us up and he subjects and he says, I am king over all things, including your sin. And that power is given to us to overcome sin. He is king over the ways of the enemy. And that also is gifted to us that we may stand and crush the head of the enemy as Christ did. So today, friends, let's live with our minds set on things above, things that glorifies God and live to please him above anything and anyone. Have a wonderful day and see you tomorrow. God bless.